From TMP to TTNG For sure the care in those tired meme jeans Hella Kinsella and the promise ring Sunny day real estate and rights this spring Prince Twinkle Daddy's help keep the dream alive I constantly thank God for Algernon and Remo Christie front drive. Mineral snowing high tide hotelier and more. Rio Limo only consists of the DC emotive hardcore. getting started hey everyone episode 10 of the e-word we made it 10 episodes into this podcast uh this is the e-words freshman class uh episode this is kyle and i'm joined by ellie as always ellie what's up uh not much my i've i have my shit as together as it has been in like a year so i'm feeling pretty good about myself actually (laughs) going to see fucking jawbreaker in july that's how good my shit is that's like a lifelong uh build-up isn't it literally it's been literally like 22 fucking years (laughs) and we have a special guest on this one we've got gwen you may know her from the band floral tattoo we played two episodes ago i believe gwen welcome hello i'm very glad to finally be here on the podcast especially considering that i've known ellie for well i mean i i've known of her for almost for, for like a year and a half now but i i never really interacted with her until about a year ago that's cool who are you again shut your fucking mouth <laughs> uh do you want to tell us what's up with floral tattoo uh sure thing so i joined the band last summer uh alex put out like an open call for musicians and i was like hey I play the keyboards, which two emo bands maybe have. So they brought me on, and I've been playing since then. We released our our album in um, March of this year. It's called Approaching Bearable. It's, it's really been, good, is what yeah. it is. It's really good. <laughs> a lot of people have been saying, or a lot of people that I know have been saying it's it's really good. Um, and some people who I don't know. So that's cool. I'm I'm very happy with the with the reception that it's gotten thus far. In terms of our future, we're playing a, um, a very specific music festival in Maple Valley, Washington, that I'm not going to say the name of because the lineup isn't coming out until the end of this month, but that'll be a fun time. We're playing our first fucking music festival. Um, Fuck and we're yeah, congrats. P- Sick. We're playing some shows with Chromatic Colors in June, July. 
they're playing over in uh, Tacoma and Seattle on June 30th and July 1st. They're like synth jazz. And we've also been writing new material for a potential follow-up to Approaching Bearable. That is coming along, I, I'd like to say, well. Sweet. Where exactly is Floral Tattoo? Like, where do you tell people you're from? If it is a Seattle area person, I'll say, oh, we're from Kirkland and Renton, basically. Say say that again? Kirkwood and what? Kirkland and Renton. Kirkwind and Renton? Kirkland. Kirkland and Fire. Where are you? Kirkland. Like <laughs> when are you like, signing the sub pop? Um, um, scale from eggshell to actually we're, how fucking actually we're signing to Barsic Records I, uh, that, that was my follow up damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no in terms of label I have no clue what we're gonna do with that but yeah um, I'm very happy to be in Floral Tattoo it's the best band I've ever been in which is I mean when it comes to the other bands I've been in that's not a very high bar but Floral Tattoo is something that's very very special to me Sweet. Out of you. Out of you. Thanks, Ellie. And I, I hang out with um with some of the people from, from the band sometimes. Uh Nico and I hang out a bunch. Um Alex and I went and saw Wake But Still in Bed a few days ago. Yeah, uh, which I am seeing them tomorrow night. Nice. Uh, it was yeah. it was them and Item Finder and I think Curse Season, I think that's their name. I, I don't know. They're they're in the Sparkle Punk tag. That's all I really know about them. <laughs> By the way, the band is called Curse League. They're they're one of the um top selling bands on the Sparkle Punk tag, along with Great White and everyone's favorite band, Social Norms. Oh god. Can we hey, hey, can I say can I say fuck social norms on the podcast? I hate that. Band. I wanted to talk about this <laughs> can, IRL. Can I say fuck social norms? Yeah, on the podcast, because I've, I've said this. that on Kyle, the band Twitter. Kyle, Kyle has something to I, say. Let's talk. <laughs> I saw the screenshots of the comments about Harmony Woods. Was that it? And then people were, like, making fun of the fact that, that the, the person who runs the account, or I don't know if it's, like, a solo project or something, just keeps re- keeps releasing the same album or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was fucking... There was another thread with, like, myself and uh, Jordy from Foxwood and, uh, like, Claudio, Mr. Mr. Commander Salamander himself. I said something like, isn't this the fool who released the same album twice? Because I thought it was only twice. And Claudio, <laughs> Claudio corrected me in saying that it was nine times. Mm-hmm. Um, why would anybody release an album that many times? Well, you know, you got to pretend that you keep having new material, you know? It's really hard to it's really hard to be in a band new material if you're not constantly re-releasing the same thing over and over again. And, I I, like, I I think we need to backpedal a second and actually explain what happened on Twitter. Oh yeah. So, it was <laughs> the person that runs the Social Norms Twitter account said that they have a celebrity crush on on Harmony Woods. And then someone pointed out like, "Yo, listen, that's kind of creepy. You're, like, pushing towards your 30s, and this person's 19 years old. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that's pretty fucked up. I mean, I get it. When I was, when I was like, 15, I had a celebrity crush on Zoe Deschanel. It's the same thing, right? It's a, it's, it's a quick one. How old was the Zoe Deschanel is the question. 
Probably like thirty. Probably thirty. I would literally. I like. I used. Okay, to, like, yeah, because she's she's thirty eight right now. Okay, so she was a little like a little over thirty then when when I was at peak Zoe Deschanel crush. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I had. Uh, actually, I don't remember any celebrity crushes that I've ever had. Aside from Kevin Abstract, but that's <laughs> that's because he's Kevin Abstract. That's understandable. Like the callouts kind of happened, and then I believe social norms just deleted their Twitter account. Nah, their Twitter. They didn't. They just blocked a bunch of people. Oh wow! Um, so apparently they oh. blocked so, so... the E word. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't even yeah. do anything. I saw this like, we... like, like a whole day after it happened. Yeah, their um their current their current username on on Twitter is sn underscore on underscore Spotify, and like uh. the the fucking name is social norms is on Spotify. Please, I am desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! How fucked up would it be if they like broke up, started a new band, and then just re-released the same fucking <laughs> social norms album? Would and they got- be eligible for the E-Word freshman class 2019? That's, <laughs> that is the real question. I'm waiting for the call-out of them being social norms rip-offs. <laughs> we're going to get slammed on emo Twitter by social norms because of this. Who's going to see it? They've apparently blocked everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to move on before. Yeah, we yeah. need to move on. <laughs> uh, but for real... Episode 9 follow-up, that was an episode with Matt from Darkle. We premiered a track from Pain Train. Sweet episode, uh, heavy episode. Um, I think the only note that we have to make for follow-up, basically the whole Punk Talks thing was developing as we were recording that, basically, so we're going to attack that Punk Talks yeah, uh, we didn't have all the here. information yet. Yeah. Yeah. They, I do recommend this piece that Spin wrote about two weeks after it happened. And I, I thought it was crazy that Spin, of all places, picked it up. I know. And like, that article that's... is really well researched and everything. I think I made a post about it saying, like, this is such a, like a, an infuriating read just because the situation is so fucking frustrating. <laughs> like, like, I can't imagine being betrayed by my fucking therapist right in that in that fashion but okay so we should probably just we should explain for people who don't know um yeah like me really okay (laughs) yeah Um, i i somehow completely do not know anything about the punk talk situation all right i'm gonna rely on kyle for to explain this one because oh boy i think yeah i think kyle understands it better than i do so i'm just i just get worked into a frothing rage every time it comes up I will start this off with Sheridan. She is the one that started Punk Talks. Punk Talks, I believe, is a nonprofit, and they advertise as free therapy for people within the musician world. Um, they've sponsored tours. They sponsored the Sorority Noise tour um, with Free Throw and what, and what was supposed to be Jank, but turned out to be Rat Boys. Um, I know that because I actually spoke to Sheridan uh IRL at that um so they had a client who actually turned out to be the victim of Evan from Pine Grove when they found out about that information they basically went to uh run for cover and disclose that information without consent of the victim 
and then they were also looped in in an email with the promoter of the festival in Ohio called Snowed In, in which there's an email that was leaked that said, I'm currently trying to take down the biggest band in indie rock right now. So she was basically trying to cancel Pine Grove um, without the consent of of the victim. Incredibly fucked up. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that that that's definitely fucked. The thing that the thing that sticks out to me is how blatant that wording is. Yeah. Take down. Yeah. Because as as soon as you, if if you are the type of person who feels the urge to call out abusers, I think the last motivation for you to call out an abuser is to take them down, quote unquote. Like. If you if you're a therapist, your number one priority should be the fucking safety of your patient, not some weird vengeance quest that that just leaves a really fucking bad taste in my mouth. Exactly. And yeah, you shouldn't have to question what your therapist is doing with the words that you're telling them. Yep. That's that's like what an ultimate betrayal. Like yeah. that goes against every like every element of what you're taught to do as a as a mental health professional <laughs> just, just like just like you kind of, i was like in shock reading that piece from like how much goddamn misconduct there was going on behind the scenes yeah it's extreme. and Sh- sheridan's apology was fucking like bullshit it was awful yeah and she apparently doesn't even have a goddamn degree in <laughs> that's in alarming what she, said, what she says she has a degree in she goes she goes back and forth on whether or not she has a degree on it so i'm gonna say if you can't decide whether or not to say publicly that you have a degree and you keep going back and forth on it you probably just don't have the degree yeah you're probably just lying at that point yeah because um, no one no one forgets whether or not they had a goddamn degree yeah i i don't remember if i went to college <laughs> well to be fair to be fair, sometimes it's a little rough to remember those years. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a little. You get a little hard to, to remember the, like the details of it, but like, yeah, I definitely went to college and I did graduate. That shouldn't be such a hard thing to remember. All around, fucking horrible. In the midst of this, people were saying, uh, "Music Cares is the reliable musicians' uh, mental health organization to support." So at least we have that. Um, but punk talks, please just go away, please. You're not like, what you advertise. On paper, it's an amazing idea. For yeah, sure. no, absolutely. Well, yeah, the, this is exactly what like all the people who rant about SJWs and call out culture uh, do not need as fuel for their fire. Like, yeah, this is this is everything wrong about what what progressives are trying to do. This is everything progressives are trying to do done in the exact most wrong way possible. Yeah, it's... um, For the most wrong reasons possible. When your activism is just kind of performative and a a way of you getting social media points for being a good person... Yeah, um, how many many clout points do you think Sheridan was trying to get? There were people saying that there was a lot of, like, just trying to break into the scene kind of shit. Ugh. Yeah, she she just wants punk clout. Ugh. All right. I think that's that's all there is to say. Fuck punk talks. Fuck punk talks. Yeah. Please, I want to forget about you. <laughs> um, um. And 
kind of on the subject of the whole Cambouche thing. Fuck that dude. Fuck you for betraying what you said that you were as yeah. far as mental health and trying to improve yourself goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I just, I needed to get that out because fuck that guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So before we get into the reveal of the whole uh, E-Word freshman class t- 2018, let's just do a quick what we've been listening to this week. Uh, personally, me, I'm just going to start off by saying I've been listening to a lot of the bands from the list. <laughs> so I'll save that and just say that I've basically exclusively listened to hardcore for like the past month. I don't, I think I've just been that upset. So I've been turning. Oh, I'm so proud. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I would like to thank the podcast acts to grind for a lot of these. I don't know if anyone is on that podcast, but get on that podcast. It's, 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 it's been like my entire year so far. Um, I've listened to Patrick from self-defense family and somebody else, right? Tom from fuck indecision and then Bob who I don't know what bands he was in but he used to work for Revelation uh, I think he's a point. promoter I think he was a promoter and booker yeah. okay yeah uh but amazing podcast uh basically just like a wealth of knowledge and um and real life experience which is like my favorite part of it is just like how they can talk about being in these bands that were on the last half heart tour or with yeah, and all that stuff but basically i've been listening to integrity strife snapcase uh buried alive um and i've been i don't know why but incendiary just sticks out as one of my favorites of all this kind of hardcore so i don't know what that means it's just what i like i don't know why you like literally fucking integrity strife snapcase buried alive you just like those are like to me like four of the hugest like 90s hardcore bands in my like musical development so thanks for that fucking orgasm um (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's um it's uh, been a ton of fun i'm glad i'm glad (laughs) also i really love turning point and i think there's some like i don't know if there's like a real emo connection but i can definitely see if you like emo and uh and hardcore there's some middle ground there literally scott from terror was just on washed up emo yeah yeah that was a good yeah. episode that was, that was one of my favorite episodes in quite a while just him saying Same. i think he said like mineral i don't even know what the fuck that really is but I, <laughs> just hearing that kind yeah. of honesty was just great was so i know good. i loved it my favorite part was he was talking about chris higdon from elliot and going to see him at a show and then he was like in my mind being Chris Higdon went on a date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great episode. Yeah. Uh, so someone else go. Okay, um, I've been listening a lot to the new Respire, uh, Denuma. Yes. That's a really, really fucking great record. Uh, fucking amazing love. record. I love everyone in Respire, and that band deserves all of the recognition they've been getting lately. They've been blowing the fuck up. Uh, I think they just got like a noisy feature, which is huge. Um, they I've can't been... stop until Anthony Fantano reviews them. <laughs> if they can't get to Fantano level, it's not even worth being in an indie band. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that new Respire is really good. Uh, really, I've been listening to a lot of early Coke Bust. Huge fan of that band. Uh, they really like 
bridge the gap between more straightforward hardcore and power violence. They're like mm-hmm. right right on that line in between, and they're just so fucking pissed. I love them. Been listening to a lot of early '90s, uh, mid '90s emo like Floodgate. Huge fan of Floodgate. I think that their bass lines are like so achingly melodic, and some of their guitar parts are like legitimately genius. Constantine Sankafi, who are really fucking good. If you can ignore their goddamn trumpet player, uh, <laughs> listen to a lot of uh, fucking no comment. Uh, the downside at seven inch that they put out back in like '92 is probably in my top five hardcore records of all time. Like it's literally five minutes long, and it's just fucking blistering. It's basically like the desperation of Black Flag damaged with the pacing of early Napalm Death. It's it's so mm. goddamn good. And like you, I've also been listening to a lot of Turning Point. Uh, I actually had no idea until very recently that Thursday were named after a Turning Point song. Oh, that was, shit. Yeah, that was crazy for me to find out. Scott, yeah, Scott from Washed Up Emo, or sorry, Scott on the Washed Up Emo podcast had pointed that out because uh, Jeff sang for Turning Point at the reunion because their singer passed away. So yeah, that was a, that was a really cool tidbit for me to learn. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's just about it. And aside from that, I've also been listening to uh, Green Day. Don't kill me. <laughs> lots of, of course, lots. you've been listening to Green Day, Ellie. Of course, of course, I've listened to Green Day. Their first four albums are just untouchable, all the way through Insomniac. <laughs> yeah, they're only four albums. Well, come, Nimrod and Warning are fine. Those are fine yeah. albums. They have yeah. they all have good songs on them. Yeah. Do you have any respect for American Idiot? I I had already been into like i was already like a huge like little kid fan of green day when american idiot came out and when i first heard that album it seemed like such a huge drastic departure from the previous sound that i just was not into it when it came out uh you know i was like what fucking eight nine yeah i didn't get it um but as as I've grown older, there's definitely like a couple songs that really grew on me, like Jesus of Suburbia and Homecoming yeah. are both massive songs. Yeah. Uh, really like uh, Saint Jimmy. I really like uh, Letter Bomb. I think Letter Bomb's like one of their best later period songs. Uh, but Wake Me Up When September Ends is a fucking trash, trash fire. <laughs> like, I hate that song. I fucking hate that song. And That's then everything good. they've done, everything they've done afterwards is also garbage. Like. Have you ever listened to 21 Guns back to back with All the Young Dudes by Mata Hoople? Yeah. They're the exact same song. Yeah. The exact same vocal melody. They also sound, they also both sound like um, that one song from, I think, I think it's one of the fourth gen Pokemon games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, another thing, another thing, I lost a lot of respect for Green Day uh, when I first listened to Midwestern Songs of the Americas by Dillinger 4. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's yeah, the same I mean, riff. American Idiot is the exact same rip as Double Whiskey Coke No Ice. Yeah, and yeah. they and they were on tour together. Uh, That's oh, fucked up. Yeah. Really oh, geez. That's I actually up, wrote yeah. a paper about that in in some music class. That's that's great. <laughs> that makes me so happy. But yeah, did you know Green Day used to play shows with fucking Spaz and Portraits of Past? Oh like, fuck! I didn't know yeah. that. I know they played with what. Yeah, they played with Spaz and Portraits of Past at Gilman, like, all the time. That's yeah. insane to me. I knew that they were, like, a huge wild. Gilman band, but I had seen they played with, like, other Lookout bands, not fucking, like, one of the heaviest bands, like Spaz or something. Yeah, or Portraits of Past, who kind of, like, helped invent Screamo. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Um, Green Day were instrumental 
in the foundations of Screamo. You should <laughs> be thanking this, all of them. This is true. Spaz has a song about Trey from Green Bay. They have a song. Oh. They have a song about how Trey stole uh, Max's drum chair, his drum drum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Gwen, what have you been listening to? Don't crucify me, Ellie. That's the first thing I'm going to say. I've um, never heard of that band. You know what I meant. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, also, the same as Ellie, I have been listening to Denouement by Respire. Great fucking album. And as somebody who is a proud vinyl owner of Gravity and Grace, I am very, very happy that they've delivered on the follow-up. I've been listening to some of the albums uh, that I've considered my favorites of, like, all time. Uh, I've been listening to Full Collapse by Thursday. Fantastic fucking record. I don't think there's any... That's, that's like, their last good album in my in my mind. Like So, so they only made two good albums, in your opinion? <laughs> well... I mean, there's definitely good songs on, like, War All the Time and, you know, whatever the fucking French-named one is. Um, I, I don't know. To me, Full Collapse is, like, that basement hardcore, like, that basement post-hardcore almost emo sound that was super big in the late 90s in the underground. They, like, cleaned it up and made it just mainstream enough that it sounded really fucking powerful. Yeah, and I think that was like the like the apotheosis of that sound, and of course they got signed to Victory with with that record, and then after that, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck happens. Like, um, I, I don't, some, I, I just can't get into it. There's some good songs on a city by the light divided, but I really yeah. cannot defend Common Existence or No Devolution. I thought that was like kind of a pretentious note to go to go out on but i know people love that shit so i don't know um and i mean i don't i don't have anything against any of the members like jeff is an amazing person i love united nations like yeah yeah you uh, a great band yeah but i quite like a city by the light divided it's not as good as full collapse or waiting but it's pretty good what does the ryan reynolds movie waiting have to do with thursday <laughs> You're funny, Ellie. Anyways, uh, I've been listening to a healthy amount of Jeff Rosenstock. My boy. Um, and by that, by that I mean I've been listening to Worry as per usual. A great fucking Wor- album. Worry really is his best album in my mind, too. It definitely is. Like, even if you count all the BTMI and um, fucking um, hey, Arrogant hey, Bitches. I mean, personally... I, I have like much more of a soft spot for uh, to leave or die by Long Island, or to leave or die in Long Island. That was the first uh, BTMI record, and it just blew me away. Like Psych Life is Awesome is one of my top ten songs ever. Oh yeah, um, literally one of the most in- instrumental people in like just with like the whole DIY aesthetic. Like he is absolutely like, yeah he he, he is like been... the model, and I and I think I've said that before, but. He's, he's the been... generation of Ian McCoy. Oh, he's, he is that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, continuing on the subject of Jeff, I've been listening to Goodbye Cool World a lot. Um, quickly becoming one of my favorite Bomb the Music Industry releases, um, as well as Get Warmer. Though I prefer Goodbye Cool World. Some of the music I've been listening to has been music that I've listened to while playing Super Hot. A really good game that is specifically designed for the noisiest music possible. 
So I've been listening to horror, and I've been listening to Mersbow. Mersbow is not real music. <laughs> I I completely agree with that statement. There's there's definitely more abrasive harsh noise artists like uh, Hana Tarash, who was that. I think that's the the noise band that like oh, drove. Fuck. A fucking, I, they drove a fucking yeah yeah. They're the venue. they're the ones who uh they're they're danger music. Yeah, danger music. Mersbow has been making music for what thirty fucking years. And not one, more, like the not one release of his have I been able to sit through. <laughs> not even the Full of Hell collab? Not even oh. the shit. Okay, okay, the Full of Hell collab is is pretty good. But that's only because he had Full of Hell, you know, actually writing songs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> of course, I've been listening to Animal Collective because they're quickly becoming one of my favorite bands. Uh, I've been listening to There's Nothing Wrong With Love by Built to Spill great indie rock album if any band deserves to be called indie rock it's built to spill well like, yeah second they're the definition of indie rock to me uh, i've been listening to a healthy dose of dance music as well uh skylar spence formerly known as saint pepsi uh his lp is still it holds up still which is a good thing to know is that um, vaporwave no okay. uh, it's like yeah it's like um it's almost proto emo trap in my opinion, Skylar Spence. It's like that 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 first Saint Pepsi, like early Saint Pepsi stuff, is like I'm... proto emo trap to me. Yeah, it's definitely, I... it's definitely way more intricate. But... I guess, but also like the stuff that he's done under the name Skylar Spence is straight up disco house. Yeah, for uh, sure. But like, yeah. if you throw if you combine Saint Pepsi and like early Young Lean, that's emo trap to me. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, and of uh, one of my favorite house records, period, um, the fantastic "Time Spent Away from You" by DJ Seinfeld. Um, one of the more well-known modern house musicians who isn't in like the mainstream EDM style. Uh, and then there's one album that I'll that I have to rant about later when we do the freshman class thing because um, it's really fucking good and like. Only two people who I know have listened to it. Yeah. Um, I wish I could get more into electronic music. There's, like, a couple, like, breakcore artists I like, like uh, Nero's Day at Disneyland and uh, Drumcore. Um, and I like mm. some trip-hop. Like, I like Massive Attack, Mezzanine, and I like uh, Portishead Dummy. But Portishead I, and I, Massive Attack are good, yeah. A few people like, have that's, recommended... That's trip-hop, right? Yeah, that's trip-hop. Yeah. Okay. A few people have recommended this album that came out last week uh, by someone named DJ Cozy. I don't know if anyone's familiar, but I have never listened to DJ Cozy. Okay. Apparently, um, it came out last week, and a lot of people I respect said that it's good, and apparently, it's some kind of dance music. I've been meaning to listen to the new John Hopkins release because he released an album this past week. Oh, uh. Oh, the D the DJ Cozy um, release, it got fucking best new music. Oh, oh shit! All right, nah, that means I relate. I relate to you, Gwen. Gwen, I relate to you. Like going back and listening to like some of your earlier favorite, like all time favorite albums, because like I totally binge Nirvana's discography and Jawbreaker's discography. Yeah, and I, I, I I tried to listen to Kid A again recently, but I wasn't in the mood for it. 
I'm never in the mood, kid. I because I because hate you hate Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew how you were gonna finish that sentence. <laughs> um, still one of my favorite albums of all time. I don't know if it's my favorite anymore, because in terms of like songwriting and general sound, I think I almost prefer Strawberry Jam more. Radiohead or just Unwound for people who wear prescription sunglasses. Is, that a... is this going to become the, the millions of dead posers? Ugh, <laughs> That's where I was going. <laughs> the, are we becoming the millions of dead posers show today? Is that? I remember when that page had like a hundred something likes. I was so early on that page and now they suck. But back when they started, they were like really fucking groundbreaking. I think they were My... like bringing back the stuff you will hate ethos with like oh, a strong yeah. leftist event. I love it when they were pulling the whole Los Lobos things, or no, yes, Los yes. Lonely Boys. Like that yeah, shit Los was Lonely so Boys. funny. <laughs> like when they kept like they would like uh, smash together like clips of like Ozfest, like people doing like humongous circle of deaths, and then like cut to Los Lobos playing like Lollapalooza, <laughs> like it's the same show. Oh, yeah. that's so good. Uh, probably my favorite early meme of theirs is uh, it was like a picture of Oscar the Grouch inside a trash can and it just said dystopia. Yeah. <laughs> that, that cracked me the fuck up. Yeah. Uh. I think we should call a halt on the rest of the segments so we can get to the E word freshman class 2018, probably why a lot of people are listening to this. Um, oh, yeah. So we're going to re- reveal the 10 bands that are a part of this freshman class. Um, short background on this, there isn't really anything. I was just like, you know, we should do our own double XL freshman style thing, but for emo. Ellie liked the idea. I think it's a cool idea still. It is. It totally is. Yeah. I was really impressed by how much participation we got. I know. Yeah, I, quite a few people voted for this. I um, just thought it was fucking cool that like enough people wanted to participate in the podcast in some way. Yeah. Like that was dope. Exactly. Um, the criteria of, of a freshman was, was like kind of hard because at first I was like, you, you can only have an EP and like a full length, but that eliminated so much. So the official criteria was you had to be, or you cannot have a release older than two years. That's how we established the freshman class, which I think assembled a really good lineup here. Um, so social norms wasn't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> And in musical theater, we call that a callback. <laughs> no, you do not get to steal my fucking joke. <laughs> All right. I, I've let's, stolen let's that joke it. before. You have. Everyone's stolen that joke from me. Uh, <laughs> it's a good joke. Yeah, so we post this to the sub, post it to Twitter, to Twitter and everywhere. Um, of course, you know, people wrote in mom jeans we had people spelling it in different ways too, so it kept registering as like a new submission. So Meme uh, Jones, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. thank you to all you idiots. Um, <laughs> tons of people. Thank, so, thanks to all you idiots who actually like mom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's our dunking on mom jeans quota for the day. Yes, yes, <laughs> we have uh, reached capacity there. If we didn't have your name on the list, that's why we had a write-in section. And so, yeah, let's... should we talk? Are we going to talk about the runners-up to the top ten? There's quite a few, but a couple of notables or honorable mentions, if if you will. Um, Katie Ellen just missed it. Um, Disco Inc. Surprisingly, not in there. Um, yeah. Flight Patterns, which that's um... that's the one I wanted to 
bring up flight patterns. They're so good. Um, World's Greatest Dad, also um, a runner-up. And that's about it for runners-up. A lot of the other ones are just, like, obviously people trying to get people to vote for their band, I think. I think there was some campaigning, because... Which was an actual concern I had. Some high school band was going to be like, make sure you write us in on this. Well, yeah, but I think the top ten ended up being pretty like legit. Yes. So no, yeah, one hundred percent. This is legit. Uh, so do we want to start from the bottom to the top of the class? Let's go bottom to the bottom to the top. Well, this will start off with the Great White. I'm just so scared that no one will care what I have to say. surprising i'm surprised they weren't higher considering well actually no i'm kind of not surprised they weren't higher because this is the band that i mentioned that only like two people who i know have listened to uh is it just me or did their record like it kind of explode in popularity just like the last couple weeks so we played them on like episode four or five or something and people and like a lot of the comments on that episode were like, oh shit, like that was a great song. And yeah. I'm, I am not saying that that put them on the map at all, because they were already on the map. But since then, I have only seen like more and more people talking about it. To the point where yesterday they announced they're playing on the fucking Chris Gethard show next week. That's insane. Oh, that's, that's so cool. That oh, is shit, incredibly I didn't know cool. that. Yeah, yeah. But like, I literally, I watch that show like every fucking day. I love that but show. Like, I only know like two people who have listened to The Great White, which is a, which is fucking criminal because they're fantastic. Those lyrics are really fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> really good lyrics. It's just it's some of the the best emo in that style that I think I've heard as of recent. Uh, there's that one song they have that's about murdering their boss, um, which I thought the the lyrics to that song were a little yikesy, but. I think it works well in context. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It um, definitely works better in context than it did from any sort of like implied context that was there. It's kind of like it's kind of like Housebroken by um by the Hotelier, which I think that song is really underrated. I love that song. That song's fucking great. There's... Yeah, everyone is like, that's my least favorite song on the record. Fucking really? That's your least favorite song? That was my like... first favorite song on that album. I mean, I, my, my favorite song is probably Life and Drag, because it's Scramsy, but... <laughs> Life and Drag is a fantastic song, but my favorite will always be fucking Among the Wildflowers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's that fucking... Does anyone else... Uh, your deep rest equals your depressed? <laughs> fucking mind-blowing. I figured that out the day I heard the record. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was, like, a hidden thing. <laughs> oh, my God, it's a double meaning. Holy who shit. Would have thought, who would have thought that these lyrics, which are caked in metaphor, 
one of the song titles might be a double meaning. That's insane. <laughs> oh, wait, let's get back to freshman class. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so so the Great White, they have a full-length out called The Suburbs Have Ruined My Life. Definitely what you need to listen to. Good band from New York. I'm very happy to see them on this list for sure. Uh, mo- moving onwards, or do we have more about The Great White? Um, listen to their record, or you're a coward and a liar and an idiot. Fact. All right, next up we have Jetty Bones. choice yeah um yeah i, I, I like jetty bones i don't actually I, think i know anything about this band i don't i don't know if i feel strongly enough about them to put them in like a top 10 anything but i also don't feel strongly enough about them to say that they don't deserve to be in the top 10 you know but yeah i think she's got a really good voice i think a lot of this has to do with um her getting on that tiny moving parts tour um i know she's been on a couple of bigger tours so yeah, I think she's got in front of in front of a lot of the right crowd. I do like her music. Like like you said, she has a great voice. Um, I believe she's also the partner of Dylan from Tiny Moving Parts. Oh, cool. <laughs> Hashtag emo gate. <laughs> it's about ethics and music promotion. <sighs> we joke, but in like a few months, that's gonna happen. Yeah, that's, and because we to totally apart. Yeah, we're totally getting some fucking chuds flooding the sub, so, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's happened to emo that, like, it's being infiltrated by um, especially shitty men. Fucking... Also, I know I just, like, dunked on people for not getting the you're depressed, you're depressed thing, but it took me, like, a solid week to figure out that Jetty Bones was a spoonerism of Betty Jones. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I did not even notice that. <laughs> Okay, I feel less alone now. And I have, like, um, been aware of this band for, like, a year. But, yeah. um, we, we were on something. I completely forgot what we were talking about. Emo gate. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, fucking... That shit happens with, with the indie fad, because cause hashtag emo revival, that was an indie fad for a hot second, and then it went to shoegazing. Yeah, then it emo went revival to, like, reached, like, peak levels, like, right before I graduated high school. 2013 that was when it was like basically mainstream Um, yeah that was when it was pitchfork level yeah and then it went to shoegazing and green top and it's kind of there now and i I definitely think that the next the next thing that's going to happen is that we're going to see that that those sort of people getting into ska no i disagree i think the next big uh pitchfork think piece is going to be about easy core Easy Core Revival 2K18. <laughs> I wish. No, um, I think it's going to be about Ska because I'm seeing now more than ever people circle jerking about Bomb the Music Industry specifically. Jeff Rosenstock will be the reason why Ska gets cool. Like 100%. There's no denying oh, it. Absolutely. 
I feel like there's no chance that we could like send this to a band and be like, hey, we talked about you on this. <laughs> it's like, why did you take my time to talk about ska instead of my band? <laughs> um, shall we continue? So next up we have Origami Angel. Yeah. Yo, yo, so where did the hype from this band come from? Cause... Commander Salamander. Literally. Okay. Yeah. It, Origami Angel and Commander Salamander are like Best teams in a pod. They're yeah. fucking... They're A1 Day 100. There's always bands that are like really good friends with other bands. Like they have like the, that symbiotic relationship like Black Flag and the Descendants. They, they just like click. They stick uh, that's together. totally... Yeah, that's totally Commander Salamander and Origami. Um, yeah, uh, Ryland from Origami Angel produced Commander Salamander's EP. Oh, okay. Yeah. Harm's, way, Harm's Way and Weekend Nachos are another one. He's in a pod band. Sorry, um, I, just had to, I just had to get that thought out. So this is a DC band. They are a, they are a two-piece. Um, I got hip to this like about a month ago, but didn't, but did not like anticipate this being on this list uh i I don't know i guess they have a huge following is what i'm hearing not so much a huge following as like a super dedicated cult following yeah like people who like origami angel fucking love origami angel and this is a chatterbox record release which is a hot ass label wasn't this like the first vinyl issue that uh, yeah i'm I'm pretty sure chatterbox did uh, I'm pretty sure this is the first one that Chatterbot did. I think I call it Chatterbox. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, their their EP is pretty fucking solid. I'd I'd hope to see them live one day, but I also know that's not going to happen because we live in opposite Washington. So I sent Ryan a friend request on Facebook, and they accepted it, and I squealed like a little girl. That's because you are a little girl, Ellie. <laughs> I'm a big girl now. <laughs> you don't have to use Pampers anymore. <laughs> but I, I still do out of the love of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Origami Angel, they're fucking sick. Yeah. Really good pop, like pop hooks. I think they have, like, yeah, they're, those, they're great fucking songwriters. Their, their choruses just stick in your fucking head for like goddamn days. Like, I think I just think it's cool to see like a two piece band get popular, like get popular that isn't named Two Nights. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, for there sure. is. There is one that that's pretty popular aside from Origami Angel and Two Nights. Um, you're forgetting about Pictures of Vernon, Ellie. Listen, I didn't know Pictures of Vernon were a two piece because I'm a poser. <laughs> are they like one of those bands that's like a? Know. 
I thought they're like a two-piece, like re- recorded or something, and then because don't they have like a synth player now or something? I wouldn't know. I don't necessarily keep up constantly with pictures of Vernon. I like their releases, but I'm not like a huge fan. They're good. They're they're the recorded material is fantastic. Orgum Angel Quiet Hours is the most recent release. That's the vinyl Chatterbot release. Uh, and they're gearing up to release their second EP, I believe. Oh. The hype is real. All right. Let's pivot to the next band on this list. Stars Hollow. You know, I I really love they filled the market for bands named after Gilmore Girls references. Yeah, that's they they really they really like tapped into something special with that one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, fucking, I fucking love Gilmore Girls. That's true. That's a true statement. Um, but like they have a really unique sound. It's not super derivative of anything in particular. They kind of like take bits and pieces from like Twinkle and like sometimes like a little bit of scrams and they just kind of like paste it all together in this really cool collage of interesting music and i I think that's what i thought that the guitars were in the vein of tiny moving parts but the vocals were just like way 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 more angsty and screamy yeah that if if tiny moving parts like just copycatted stars hollow i'd like them way more true (laughs) that's because Tiny moving parts haven't necessarily been good recently. That was very well put. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I haven't enjoyed their past few records. Just because you can play the guitar really fucking well doesn't mean that you can write a, a song very well. Um, I don't really enjoy anything past this couch. I have the same. I have the same exact opinion. Don't worry. <laughs> Stars Hollow. The newest EP is called Happy Again that came out in March of this year. Uh, a band from Iowa. Shout out to the Midwest. I uh, was not familiar with them until they really fucking took off in the sub with this EP. Uh, and people just kind of piled on this band. So uh, I, for one, back it. I think this is a really a really good band to pop up on this list so far. I'm psyched, I'm psyched for them. Yeah. Cool. Anything else for Stars Howl? All right. We might have a little bit to talk about with this next one. Commander Salamander.
Oh boy, <laughs> Commander Salamander. We definitely don't know anything about them. Nope, unfamiliar with Gwen, them. Gwen, you are literally just boneless Claudio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm boneless Claudio. <laughs> Maybe it's because we're both boneless you. <laughs> God damn, I love Commander Salamander. Everyone in that band is a everyone. Um, um, I've had the most experience interacting with Claudio, and he is a fantastic individual. No, Fernando and Lee are both equally amazing. Yeah, the few interactions that I've... I've had very few interactions with Fernando and even less with Liam, but they both seem incredibly, incredibly lovely. Fernando, and... text, Fernando texts me about turn point all the time. <laughs> nice. Their EP, fucking amazing. Uh, their LP gonna be amazing. Like, it's gonna be even fucking better. It's gonna blow, it's gonna fucking blow Gross October out of the water, I guarantee it. Oh yeah, like, and like, I fucking well. love Gross October. The shit that they've released from it, uh, Pamela and uh, Scramson PA, are... Great song title. Great fucking songs. I I don't think it's possible for a modern emo band to write a song as good as Pamela. Have you, Kyle? Have you seen the cover of the promo tape for the LP? Yeah, it's so fucking cool. When it got posted, I commented on it and I said, uh, "Wow, whoever did the cover art really captured Liam's appearance." <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> and Liam fucking angry reacted. <laughs> my my question is: Is it intentionally in the style of Rocket Power? Because it kind of looks like Rocket oh Power. <laughs> That's amazing. It kind of it kind of reminds me of like Rocket Power and Rugrats and like the early the late nineties, early two thousands, Klasky Shufo stuff. Yeah. Um. Fucking love Klasky Shufo, by the way. I have a burning question about this band. Mm-hmm. I know the drummer, Liam, right? Is that his name? We've said Liam, it a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Why is he always on the floor in multiple pictures playing bass if he's the drummer? <laughs> Someone needs to crack he likes, that. He likes He likes to flex. <laughs> is he just posing or what? He's literally just showing the fuck off. Like, but he's a drummer. He's he, know, why does he have I a know. bass? He bounces around so much that he literally gives himself a fucking concussion. Like, oh jeez. Yeah, no, he's intense as hell. <clears throat> but why does he have a bass? He plays the drums. Uh, I mean, it's hard for Fernando to play the bass when he's fucking crowd killing while Claudio's playing. So. <laughs> This is not helpful, but it's funny. Do they like <laughs> do they like trade off instruments? Not to my knowledge. I think this is it's just like something that Liam does. Can you like message him? <laughs> He's I need like, to know. No, I think no, I literally think Liam is just like, bruh, sick photo op opportunity. And like <laughs> just <laughs> and, and just fucking flails around like okay. classic fall on the floor San Diego scrams. <laughs> We need more. We need more people who play from the floor. Yeah, I okay. agree. I have a, I have a controversial opinion. We need more performance nudity in the scene. Like full nudity, or like you know me, like, like you know, like I mean, like I I just want somebody from a popular emo band to take off their pants and underwear and just have their dick hanging out for for the entire set. 
Just like put a sock over it, pull a red hot chili peppers. No, don't even put a sock over it. Just no shirt off. Like still the shirt on and like whatever they were wearing. <laughs> uh, just just the pants gone. I I believe that's called Donald Ducking. <laughs> I wanna see I wanna see somebody like, dress up as Donald Duck. <laughs> more like Donald Dicking, am I right? <laughs> no, that's only if you're fucking while doing it. <laughs> Well, in that case, yes, I totally agree with your opinion on this trend. <laughs> we need more um, people fucking on stage while playing. I want, I want butthole surfers to come back as a twinkly emo band. <laughs> uh, so, okay, Commando, Commander Salamander, Commando Sal- Salamander, isn't that what you want? Yeah, because then they don't wear pants. Yeah, so... I, I mean, I don't want salad. I don't really want to see Claudio's dick. I'm fine without that. Okay. Um, but well, I think it's a thing that needs I'm, to happen. I'm telling him you said that. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably going to listen to this. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so Commander Salamander, amazing group. Off the Goop LP coming soon. Two songs just released on a promo tape. Uh, Gross October, you already know. So let's get into... Now we get to talk about... So, we get to talk about a band who isn't emo or screamo now. Yeah, the the uh, one would call a controversial band on the list is CU Space Cowboy. You're seeing Letters to Catalonia tonight, aren't you, Glenn? Yes, I am. I'm seeing yeah, Letters please, to Catalonia tonight. Please tell Jesse that they made, like, the top ten <laughs> on a on a Twinkle Freshman 15. <laughs> <laughs> freshman. Twinkle Freshman class. Twi- I, twinkle Freshman class. I and will Jesse, let him know. Jesse, they will literally break your nose. <laughs> like, <laughs> Connie and Jesse hate being called Screamo. Like, they fucking hate that Sea Space Cowboy is considered a Screamo band. They're not a Screamo band. They're fucking metalcore. They're Scrams. Shut the fuck up. They're a Scrams band. So, like, let's actually have this conversation. So, like, is there actual, for lack of a better word, controversy? Or is there anything to be upset about them being on this list? Really what it is, people just keep saying they're a Screamo band, and Connie angry reacts on Facebook. <laughs> That's what it is. Like... It's it's pretty much like universally accepted that if you like if you if you like the current scram scene, then you are into CU Space Cowboy. Like they're like an inextricable pretty part much. of the scene at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um they're they're part of the scene, but I wouldn't call them screamo because they definitely... I, mean, I definitely no, I think they they are definitely screamo. They have a lot of SAS influence and their metal, their metalcore influence is going to def. It's when they're putting an LP out soon, and I think that is going to be more metalcore. 
but when you look at like their earlier work, especially like their demo or uh, fashion statements, and they're split with second grade knife fight. So literally everything that they've released besides the LP, I, I still hear like a shit ton of screamo influence. Speaking, it's just very speaking it's more of their, Speaking of their EP, I actually have that on vinyl. I picked it up when I saw them a few months ago. Pretty fucking sick show. My docs were dirty for like three months. Is that the one where Connie just bashed her head in on Timmy's base? I don't think so. It was the Tacoma show. Oh, okay. I cannot wait to see them open for Vane. Oh, that wait. Is, <laughs> no, is that, I just is that, is that, that actually happening? That, okay. No, I just have a feeling that's gonna happen because everyone in that band loves Vane, and Vane are blowing up, and I can totally see them taking CU Space Cowboy on tour because they have like similar vibes. So. And by the way, to keep up the trend of diverging from the bands at hand, can we talk about how fucking weird this Code Orange tour lineup is? Oh, let's, yeah. <laughs> oh. Let's, there's like Ghost Main on some dates. There's, uh. There's uh, Wickaphase. Wickaphase, yeah. There's fucking Nicole Dollenganger. Yeah. Who's Lana Del Rey for people who don't want to admit that they like Lana Del Rey. Yep. Um, That's the Midwest dates. Then like Twitching Tongues and Vane, who are standard. And then. They're playing with Disembodied, which is crazy to literally play Disembodied breakdowns during soundcheck. Like, they're a total Disembodied ripoff. Right. Um, so you're basically paying to see Disembodied twice. I'd pay for that because I love Disembodied. Uh, but still, it's just it's ridiculous to me that they're not letting Disembodied headline the, the shows they're playing um, but, together. But that's like a hardcore thing where it's like, terror who've been around for like 20 years will open for like every time i die or like or like no every uh, time every time i die i've been around for longer than terror the better example is terror opening up for <laughs> knocked loose okay quickly on the subject of fucking code orange why does their tour poster look very graphic design is my passion that's some kind of aesthetic right that they were like going for it looks like i think that for 14 year old in 2003 who's really stoked on Ozfest. Like, that's that's the aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You nailed it. Um, Let's just talk about this for a second. How big can CU Space Cowboy get? You know, like, do they get to a point where, hmm, maybe Deathwish is looking at them or something? Okay, here's what I think about CU Space Cowboy. Right now, Vane is at a really good point. And when they put out their LP, I think they will blow up to just under Code Orange level. Okay. And that is where that is where I think CU Space Cowboy can comfortably advance to without altering their songwriting style too much. So do you think that CU Space Cowboy can, I guess to an extent, like, I don't, I don't, I don't mean leave DIY, but, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe get a know, little professional with like a label or a booking agent or some shit i don't know i like okay so making a like a an equivocation to 90s hardcore when vision of disorder signed to roadrunner um or when fucking ray capo's band uh shelter shelter they signed to mm-hmm. roadrunner so i think that Sea Space Cowboy could foreseeably get to that point where they can be like <laughs> the fucking ice cream truck. <laughs> Please keep the thing. It's staying. It's staying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing my neighborhood, that's a fucking like drug cartel truck. There's no way it's actually ice cream. 
Um, yeah, I, th- I think they can get to the point where they're like a moderate selling band on a major label that like has like DIY clout, but a lot of popularity. Okay. So they would be like potentially like doing that. You That's not like out of the question is getting on to like if Ozfest like had a renaissance, you this cowboy could play it easily in two years. Um, I really hope that um, they don't become the new Code Orange. Um, I hope they become the new Twitching Tongues, personally. Around that level of popularity. That would be good for them. I mean, um, to me, it also says a lot that a lot of people don't even consider them scrams, but they're absolutely the most popular scrams band right now. Yeah. Like, the yeah. most popular like of the current crop. Yeah, I mean, like, there's... In terms of other Scrams bands that are, like, in a similar area to them, or even just, like, in terms of a similar sound, you've got, like, Wrist Meat Razor, Gift from God. or Gift, Gift from, from God, God, I think, are, are they're going to be donezo pretty soon. They've just um, been, like, ta- they've been tapering off slowly. Sure. Um, That's not fun. Yeah. Um, great band, love them. But, yeah, Wrist Meat Razor... Uh, fucking great, but Sea Space Cowboy definitely outla- outlaw yeah. them in popularity. Massanera, Respire. Okay, Respire is probably the other band that's like as popular as Sea Space Cowboy. That's they, have because, of, they have a lot of pull too. That's because uh, Denouement is the yeah. Denouement is the sunbather of Screamo. Except Denouement's good. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. How uh, angry I'm, can I make? Oh wait, no. Respire wouldn't count. What did you say, Gwen? I was gonna, I was gonna say, I'm surprised that Respire isn't on here. But then I remembered that they've been, they've been like releasing things, not necessarily LPs, since like 2014. So, I think I pointed out to Ellie because didn't you send yeah. that over? And I was like, oh, they've been banned. Then you said they didn't get good until. Yeah, I said they didn't get good until Gravity and Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't was... actually listened to any of their very early shit uh it's all right so the the next band you know this band was not hot out of the gates on this list to the point where i was like are people just not seeing them but here they are at i guess number four if we're ranking it uh that would be retirement party Like they're they're one of those bands where I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. I don't like ride hard for retirement party, but I'm just like more excited to hear the LP more than anything at this point, just because people that that have heard it are saying like it's it's like gonna be album of the year and shit like that. Which I know that could just be fucking like PR talk and shit. I don't know. But uh yeah, I mean the the EP, uh strictly speaking, that, yeah, I think that's what it's called. It's great. I like it. Um 
I also uh, just love bands from the Midwest, so I love and Chicago bands. I think there aren't enough Chicago emo bands that are taking off, so that's kind of how I feel about them. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited for LP One to come out. Yeah, um, I do ride hard for Retirement Party because okay. I came to them. I came to them late. Uh, I was introduced to them a year ago, maybe a little over a year ago, by Matt and they like just blew me the fuck away first time i heard them and i've been like standing them super hard ever since god motherfucker (laughs) that's what i have to say i guess that's all there really is to say on the matter that's all i can say without cutting out apparently uh Uh, vocals on point fucking love the vocals that's that's always a huge selling point for me with bands uh that they have like vocals that go with the music really well. I fucking love the vocals. So, do they have more stuff than just the EP? Is there like other shit floating around somewhere? Uh, check Soulseek. I don't have Soulseek. I have Sophie's Floorboard. Get, get Soulseek. Okay. Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. We are at Charmer. hot band right now totally expected them to get here for sure yeah like since uh since the self-titled album came out like a few weeks ago i feel like they've been posted every couple days to the sub um i mean yeah this is like totally a sound that people are kind of losing their shit for presently so i'm not surprised that Mm -hmm. they're taking out taking off and um are this high up on that freshman class list i mean no sleep records put out something that people like in 2018 and that's fucking shocking <laughs> that is shocking as fuck that 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 they convinced a band to be on their label and it's good <laughs> i i think their music's fine it's a, it's a sound i'm not super big on but i really appreciate that all the members of the band seem like genuinely cool people like I, i've never listened to charmer at all so i have nothing to input on this you have heard something that sounds like them. I can guarantee it. What do, yeah. what do they sound like? Ellie. Well, there's a there's a ti- there's a Tiger's Jaw album that comes. Which Tiger's Jaw album is it? Is it one of the good ones or is it one of the bad ones? Well, it's the one that's called Charmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They to me they sound a lot like that album. Maybe I'm way off base. Uh, they, yeah, they they're just like. Not not quite sparkle punk. Uh, no, just no. Like it's 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 kind of like 2013 ish emo revival. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. You know, the twink the twinkles are kind of like a backdrop to the vocals rather than the forefront. So, I think that that's also a draw to them because Trevor has like a lot of vocal hooks. Yeah. Um. And to me, that's what separates uh, them from, like, 2013-era emo revival, all about the twinkles. Um, 
they're pretty good. I'm just glad that we can find bands that aren't mom jeans and American football and the standards. Like, I'm always, I'm always glad to find bands that aren't mom jeans. <laughs> Fuck! I I went over the quota. <laughs> yeah. So so Charmer, sweet band. Uh, new full length came out on No Sleep. Uh, a couple of releases before that too. Um, but only a band as of 2017. So total freshman material here. So moving on to number two, this I knew was a big band, but holy shit, Michael Sarah Palin. First of all, great fucking name. Amazing fucking name, in fact. I think their music is good. I'm, I love I'm not right I'm not ride or die for them. I fucking um, love Michael Sarah Palin. Like, I, I think they're a very good band. Their songwriting's good. They're good. I haven't they haven't grown on me yet. I think like they're 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 like such an easy band to like right now, and that's that's cool as fuck. I kind kind of like how I was questioning where do they go with Sea Space Cowboy? Like, I feel like they can really explode, and I hate to draw this to like a way like you know to a level of where Drake got. Like, I feel like they can get to that level quickly. I'm talking. I really, about... um, I really hope that they they get to the level that they were at before um, everyone found out that. Luke... That's what. Um, who who's another band that I can say at that level? Like I don't know how like DIY jumped on board and mom made... jeans. <laughs> but we don't. Mom wanna... Okay, but. Okay, but Mom Jeans got more popular than Jank ever did. That's true. They had the chance like, to. They've had the time to. Yeah. All right, so yeah, so they can get to the level of like Mom Jeans for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. I th- they're they're on their way as we fucking speak. Yes. They're, they're blowing the fuck up. I guarantee it. And they deserve it. They're really really good. Yeah, I I mean I I like their stuff. I'm so, still not how do we feel about the Cheryl Crow cover? <laughs> uh, I I like it more than Cheryl Crow's version. I haven't listened to it. I have no opinion. It's smack it's dab good. in the middle of the EP. It's good. It's, yeah, like Kyle said, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I don't, re- I don't remember most of the EP. You're s- such a fucking poser. <laughs> What do you expect from me? I come onto your podcast, I'm wearing a fucking sleep hoodie. <laughs> I play in a fake emo band, and I listen to Forlung. 
Who do you think I am? You're a fucking theater kid is what you are, Gwen. I'm... No, I'm actually leaving the department because I'm tired of those people. If any, that's, if any, that's of, totally relevant. If any of them Let's keep this. talking about this. Are you a Anyways. theater major? No. Okay. Last person on the list. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get there. At the top of the list, I'm sure you two would be able to tell me who it is, even if you didn't know. And people listening mm-hmm. probably already know. That it it's is. Mom Jeans. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it is that one word band, Awake But Still in Bed, from San Jose, Woo-hoo! California, with their 2018 album. The only thing that they have out, what people call low self esteem, is really just seeing yourself the way that other people see you. so much i am so happy that they are amazing band yeah fucking amazing band i know i've mentioned that i saw them a few days ago it was easily one of the best shows i've been to in a while because it wasn't just them it was them and item finder when fucking awake but still in bed when they played opener everyone fucking everyone shut the fuck up yeah (laughs) nice it was magnetic yeah it was that sort of energy in the air uh this is this might be a controversial thing to say i love rainer maria okay (laughs) how is that a controversial thing to say you're talking to someone from madison here i think awake but still in bed do rainer maria better than rainer maria that's a valid take Oh yeah, like they—they they are so fucking good at crescendos, like and build-ups, like the the fucking like catastrophic and just pouring out of Shannon's vocals as the band hits like fucking fever pitch, like yeah. oh god, it's just so fucking cathartic. And they um, have like those like kind of breakdown things, like like in like in life with the whole doom 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 there's like so many good moments in this album that make it just make it shoot up to like the top of your list like it's it's just undeniably good i I will say um, i kind of think i kind of think the song fathers the riff kind of sounds like life in drag yeah you know what it does am i alone in thinking that no yeah no like but um, even even with that, it's still a great song on its own, you know? Yeah, well, and I think what's most interesting about them is how much they, um, how much they sort of combine from various genres, because, like, their stuff is, de- it falls into the more indie side of emo. 
There's I some don't like, know. There's, like there's definite hardcore influence there. They yeah, they the first the first time I listened to them, I was like, This is Sparkle Scrams. This is what I've been searching for um <laughs> my whole life. I I remember I came up with a what could be considered a galaxy brain take on Wednesday when I saw them. And that was the opener? Kind of sounds like um, The End You're Dead from The Black Parade. Oh, no. Oh, you're right. Oh, you just ruined right. the song for like 400 Listen, people? The thing, the thing is... Oh, is you're that right! Whoever, oh. fucking, whoever that ruins it for, you're a fucking idiot. The Black Parade is a fantastic album. It's My an Chemical okay Romance. album. It's fine. My Chemical Romance it's not is not fantastic. Good. They are a good band, but that out of their classic period, that's probably my least favorite album of theirs. I mean, that's 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 a, that's a take. I mean, it's the wrong take, but it's a take. Get off this fucking podcast. I do think that My Chemical Romance is actually an apt comparison to Awake but Still in Bed because that's they. It's a wrong take, but it's still a take. Because with MCR, especially in their um, Black Parade period, they took influence from a lot of different places. And there's there's definitely some hardcore influence on that album. Yeah, but I don't think Awake But Still In Bed is taking much influence from, like, Queen. You know? Yeah. Yeah. These are questions that we could ask Shannon when she's on our next episode. Because it's happening. It's happening. Oh, fuck. Yes! It's happening. Yes, it is. I'm going to be so happy. Love Shannon. Yeah. So, Awake But Still In Bed, you already know, and you and you already should be agreeing that they are at the top of the class mm-hmm. here. So, if you don't know, though, I mean, they're on tour from now until, like, July uh they just wrapped up some some dates with joyce manor yeah i I don't know this band has a humongous future ahead of them how this is their first release is fucking incredible and it's awesome it's fucking insane yeah this is the shit that people work up towards and this is their first thing yeah um and they in terms of both um the people who perform on the album and the people who they got to work on the album um on like non-music stuff i think it's kind of a dream team because going back to see space cowboy for a bit connie did the album art oh shit really yeah Uh yeah she she did the um she did the album art for awake still in bed which is that again that's totally why i get like a little bit of a scrams vibe from them Uh, that was that was actually the reason that i started listening to them because um connie connie posted it on her facebook and I saw that, and I was like, oh, shit. Uh, she did art for this. I should check it out. And then I heard Opener, and I was hooked. And, okay. Uh, Jack, um, Jack Shirley this... did the production on this, which is always a good sign. Uh, Jack, that's Jack from Comadre. He produced fucking Sunbather. He's he's produced the last two Jeff Rosenstock albums and a bunch of other shit. Fuck. Comadre's so good. Dude, Comadre. Good oh, fucking... Amazing. Is this a crazy thing to say? that the Awake But Still In Bed album reminds me a lot of The Future Is Cancelled for some reason. Like, they have that same, like, throw every element of the genre into one blender and come out with something that's, like, vibrant and cathartic and still melodic. 
I mean, when you put it that way, it makes sense because there is so yeah. much stuff going on right now in this album that I don't want to say barely works, but it like perfectly works. You know, like everything just falls into place. It shouldn't perfectly. work, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which that's like the same way I felt about the, the future is canceled when it came out. Like everything just coalesced into this album that just flowed perfectly from start to finish. That's the exact same way I feel about this one. Yeah. And I think the I think the, there's an apt comparison to be made with the vocal style too. Yeah. Shit. Oh, by the way, speaking of the future is canceled. I finally came around on that album. Thank God. Do I need to listen to this as like a full-grown adult now? Because I didn't listen to that. The thing, and, like, the like thing is, that is that I, um, I had listened to it a while ago, and then I had completely forgotten about it, and so I thought, oh, it's it's a mediocre album. I completely forgot everything on that, and then I listened to it again. And I'm like, oh fuck, it's this album. Yeah, it's this album, no. the one that sounds your, really your fucking first, good. Your first reaction to it was so fucking wrong. <laughs> no, because I remember I listened to it ages ago and was, oh, yeah, I really like this. And then I just forgot. I forgot about it. I just want to say, it's like, late. from my personal experience, you know, spending college and high school being someone that was a devoted reader of punknews.org, that, that like, really yes! fucks with... <laughs> that, that really fucks with my perception of a lot of punk music. And that includes emo and hardcore. Like... Like, being told that, like, I'm, str- I'm reaching for a, a band of that ilk. But I'm talking about bands like the Sidekicks when they were total... Like, bands like Cheap Girls were, like, the best bands yeah. of that time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like that that's really fucked me up and put me... And just, like, set me behind. I don't really have anything else to say about um, Awake but Still in Bed. Yeah. Aside from they're fucking fantastic. Yep. Yeah. We are wrapping up That's at this point. Backed. I gotta go eat. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, I thank gotta, I gotta eat my veggie burger. We appreciate the honesty. <laughs> everyone, thank, thank you for you, listening. Gwen. Gwen, thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, thank you all thank for you voting. For, thank you for inviting me. Of course. Gwen, where can thank people find helping. Where can people find Floral Tattoo Bandcamp? Facebook. People can find Floral Tattoo in their nearest dumpster. Actually, <laughs> floraltattoo.bandcamp.com is where we have our bandcamp, which is where we're also selling our cassettes and potentially um, some t-shirts and other odds and ends. Uh, but we're also on pretty much every streaming service you can think of. I don't know if we're on Tidal, but I don't know if anyone can cares about title well gwen that's how that's how i listen to floral tattoo believe it or not you are on title oh shit i didn't know that (laughs) yeah i don't i don't use title anymore i i ran out of my free trial i have a free six months right now and that's how i listen to my music and that's how i saved floral tattoo into my cell phone the more you know nice that's also how you saved our band because God knows Spotify doesn't pay any money to indie bands yeah. ever. It's true. And that's how you save your generation. I'm sorry, I'm still just like super psyched on seeing Jawbreaker. My my <laughs> girlfriend got me tickets. My it's my my first she's such a lovely person. It's my first day in Austin. I'm 
so happy. <laughs> oh um, shit, that's where you're seeing them. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I think we're done here then. Well, we have to plug ourselves and the podcast one more time. <laughs> you could find the podcast on all these streaming services except for Spotify. I am working on that super hard. I've been sending them messages and shit. Um, but you could find the podcast on Twitter. You could email us at the ewordpod at gmail.com. I believe we're on Instagram at the Eword Podcast. Uh, Ellie, where can people find you between episodes? Uh, the Awake That's Still in Bed show on May 12th. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's tomorrow. Wow. That'll, yeah, that'll be done by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, just Twitter. Everything at You Don't Need Maps. Just search You Don't Need Maps uh, on like literally any platform and you will probably find me there. Oh, I, uh, I forgot to mention um, that Floral Tattoo has a Twitter and an Instagram. Our Twitter is at Floral Vivo. Our Instagram is at Floral Tattoo Wa for Washington. <laughs> and our Facebook is the same as our our Facebook is the same as our Instagram. Thank you everyone who's listened to the E-word for ten fucking episodes. Yeah. Like that's huge. Did, did you not, think it would make like, it to ten I episodes? I didn't really expect. I didn't. I did not expect that to happen. But like now I'm campaigning for the one hundredth episode. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, Stick I just, with I'm us. really happy this podcast all right all right enjoy your veggie burger